So this episode of Beyond the Water Cooler is a little bit different. My guests from season two shared their thoughts to three questions that have impacted on who they are today. I asked them what advice they would give themselves 10 years ago. What have they learned about themselves to keep hold of in the future? And what would they leave in the past? As you know, if you've listened to their episodes, these guests are inspirational role models in business, and it's worth listening to what they have to say as their insight is a real opportunity to evaluate the path that you are on. How aligned is your reality to the experience that you actually want? And what is within your control to change? Whether it's about mindsets, letting go of fear, or collaborating with the right people, there is something that should resonate with you in what these guests share. There are some real gems of advice. So let's kick off with the first question. Question number one, if you could rewind 10 years, what advice would you give yourself? I think 10 years ago, I was probably less confident and I think I would have told my 10 year, 10 years ago self, go for it. And, and I remember someone actually told me to do that quite soon after, or it might've been just before. So it might've been a little bit longer than 10 years. And someone once, I had this really big opportunity and I was, I had like lots of fear going on about whether I could deliver it or not. And um, this really lovely friend of mine said to me, Celia, say yes, and then work out how to do it. And you know, I think so, unless there's something that really goes against your values, but if it's something that you're excited about, but you're really scared about, say yes and work out how to do it. That's what I would tell my younger self. Be brave sooner. <laughs> it's going to be okay. So all those times you worry, all those times you think about, yeah, am I doing the right thing? Is this, is this the right path? You know, it's going it, you know, to be okay. Yeah, it's quite, re it's quite reassuring, isn't it? There's that sense of perspective afterwards, you look back and go, actually, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, yeah. So that's obviously very pertinent. I for know, me. it was a really important time. Uh, because 10 years ago was when I, uh, well, just over 10 years ago was when I lost my first daughter. So for me to give advice to myself then, it would be this too shall pass. And it was not your fault and you will be okay that this is the apocalypse right now but hang in there and that if that means you have to be in survival mode for a while mm. do that mm. because you are worth surviving mm. and that's obviously related to something very significant that happened in your life. And I think lots of people could use that piece of advice for anything. You know, you stand up and yeah. in a meeting and you completely fluff what you're saying and have no idea what you're doing or yeah. whatever it is. Um, and, and that moment they want the earth to open up and to consume you. And actually that moment will pass. Everyone will realise that actually you're mm -hmm. human and these things happen and actually mm -hmm. life will continue. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Not to be afraid of failing yeah I like that you know I was listening this morning to a podcast called how to fail I think it's called how to fail and the whole thing is is 
conversations with lots and lots of different people, some quite well-known people about how to fail well and the the need to fail and yeah. not be afraid of it. But it's a message we need to give our children from a very early age, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Have firmer boundaries and stand up for myself more. Don't stress. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, don't, I would, the advice I would give myself would don't worry about the things that you cannot change. What will be, will be. That would be the biggest piece of advice I give myself. Mm. Worry less. Uh, and don't compare. I think. Mm. Um, everyone's unique and there's always going to be someone who's... Um, there's always going to be uh, actually i think it was um I think it was warren buffett ironically um i had the seven you know it'd be careful of these seven rules of life something but but what but he did say something like um i think we've got it here actually it was um uh don't compare your life to others comparison is the thief the thief of joy that's a great quote and i think that's a good quote isn't it yeah. um so um not that I'm, 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 I'm not particularly competitive, other than I don't want to come last. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to win, but I don't want to come last. Fair enough. And I'm quite counter, counter suggestive. If someone says you can't do something, I sort of think, hmm. Um, but um, so I'm waffling now. Um, I think um, I think don't 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 endlessly angst. Mm. You know. Don't mm. worry. There's no point worrying endlessly. It's not going to help. There's that lovely line in um, in the Tom Hanks film, speaking to the Russian agent, and he said, "Are you worried about whatever?" And and the and the and uh, the Russian agent, and he said, "Would that help?" <laughs> you know, why aren't you worried? Well, would that help? Uh, beware of 2020, 2021, and 2022. Uh, but make sure you put lots of money into cryptocurrency, but then get it out as quickly, maybe before 2021. And um, also desperately, desperately, desperately move out of the UK like you were planning to before you lost all your money in Mexico and go and live in Portugal. That I would have probably um, exited that corporate role slightly earlier. So I had a bit more time to focus on what I'm now doing. Mm. so it's a judgment isn't it as to when is as to when to um get off the hamster wheel as it were mm. a judgment call so with hindsight i probably would have exited that maybe so i've been the md for near virtually 10 years i'd have maybe got out after six i think Question number two, what is one thing you have learned about yourself during your career that you want to keep hold of in the future? I think I've had, there have been a few junctures in my career where I've had um, quite traumatic personal um, things that have happened. And, and then obviously where some, you know, sometimes things happen in, in, in your career, in your, you know, while you're building your business. And I think that that kind of resilience and perseverance and just having that, I think, building that inner confidence that it's going to be okay. 
and just being resilient to get through that crisis. So can I ask you as an aside then, what does mm. resilience mean to you in terms of how do you, um, how do you maintain or how do you achieve that resilience? It means um, seeing, I think, seeing the positive. So looking at it from a, so looking at things, you know, looking at things from possibility rather than risk. But there's a big piece about kind of putting your oxygen, oxygen mask on first as well. So, you know, making sure that you put yourself in the best physical, emotional, mental state um, that you can have that resilience. You know, yeah. I think that that's often sometimes that you might feel resilience is just kind of pushing forward and go, 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 go. But actually, sometimes it means stop, do make sure that you do to do your kind of run every morning or you walk every afternoon or, you know, whatever, whatever feeds your um, kind of security mm. in yourself, I guess. Being competitive isn't a weakness or um, a, a bad thing. Um, I always view competitiveness as being quite a bad thing and I am quite competitive, but it can definitely be a much more positive thing. So I think, I don't think I'll ever get rid of it anyway, um, but it's healthy and um, it's a healthy level of competitiveness that I'd like to maintain going forward. Out of interest, is that, is that anything to do with being, is that anything to do with gender, do you think? Or is that in terms of thinking that competitiveness is not a good thing? Or not, not nothing to do with that. Only because I was. Having... I, think, I think I think um, when I was when I was growing up at school, um, and then post school, and probably into my first job, I definitely was of the opinion that I, I I didn't want to be seen as competitive because it was a very negative thing, and I'm not sure where that came from. Okay. Um, so I think it was it was a childhood thing that went into my sort of early early twenties. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got to sort of my mid late twenties where um, I was I was I had I'd done a, a course which was around self awareness and and peer reviews and all of that and very strongly what came through was you are massively competitive, but it's not in a negative way it's in a positive way because you want to do well yeah. you want to achieve and so. Yeah, it was it was a really interesting interesting reframe, me. isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Refra- it, it it goes back to what we talked about, which is the perception of things and and yes. outcomes that you're looking to get from it. Yeah. Um, I think my competitiveness has helped me to the extent that it makes me want to achieve. I'm probably more competitive with myself than anything else. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's probably more a case of, you know can I do this I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna compete with myself I'm gonna do this yeah it's about drive isn't it and purpose yeah actually. yeah I think so yeah so particularly given the job that I do it's about people and I do believe no matter where you know the world goes you know more technology more processes you know we spend our lives now sort of glued to technology it's a, still I think about people mm. so I would like to keep the fact that, you know, re- you know, building relationships, being with people, being inspired by people, helping people grow, you know, that's probably where I get most satisfaction, probably also why I do the job that I do. Mm. Um, I think people are fascinating. But also people buy from people, don't they? They don't just buy products or whatever. So you've got to be a good people person and interested in people. And people can tell if it's genuine, can't they? 
Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to have an ability to, you know, and some people don't have it and, you know, that's fine. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, people don't interest them or your know, relationships aren't mm-hmm. you know, as high on their priority list. But, you know, I've been very fortunate to work with some really good people. I've had some very good bosses mm-hmm. um, and hopefully I've helped some people along the way as well um, yeah. on their journey. So, yeah, it's, it's about the people. Listen to your instincts. When that little voice has an idea or a comment or an opinion, listen to it. And not just listen to it, ask it questions, get curious and get it to a point where you can articulate those out loud. I have never had a situation that hasn't gone better because I've listened to my gut instinct. Mm. And actually now I am learning, doing, I'm now doing it so much that it's becoming my kind of norm now. Mm. And that's how you live authentically and genuinely. Mm. Cutting out that self doubt Mm. and that self censorship, Mm. which we so often do. Probably that I'm that I'm a stronger person than I ever thought I was because I that's something I've always said I've achieved more than I ever thought I would achieve in my life and therefore I would always want to take that forward that I can achieve more because I'm stronger than what I ever thought I was. I've learned that I've got good emotional intelligence and have the ability to connect with people and in an IT world that's a very rare thing mm. and I want and I want to maintain that and a lot of people say to me well John you've got such good emotional intelligence at dealing with people you know why are you even in IT because I love it and it's a rare thing to have the technical skills and people skills it's quite a rare breed I can do whatever I set my mind to because one thing that I learned from my business partner actually was about growth mindset. Mm. Um, and from a career perspective, I was always very fixed mindset. I'd had a level of success um, that was good and comfortable, uh, but I hated the job that I was doing. And we were out jogging one day and she was telling me about when she'd been teaching in the school about teaching the kids about growth mindset and fixed mindset. And as we were jogging, I was like, I'm fixed mindset. I don't want to be fixed mindset. I want to be growth mindset. And then I had another little light bulb moment that went, actually, I don't need to continue doing what I've done. It's not my destiny. It's not my box in life. I can just, we were jogging at the time. I can literally jog on and do whatever I want to do. So yeah, that that would be my answer. I'm not quite sure what exactly the right word is, but work with people who empower you Mm. give you energy I think I am so lucky to have been put together actually by Biz with Nita Clark she gives me energy um, and lots of other people in my career give me energy don't you know it's sort of I don't know how they do it they they, they allow you to be who you are mm. you, you're more quickly in flow doing the things you're good at um being valued um and uh so um 
yeah i think i think that's right that's that's a great answer so that authenticity but i like the way you're linking that to that sense of being in flow so actually you yeah. just can when you you're when you can be yourself you yeah. can achieve yeah that sense of it's just so easy isn't it <laughs> yeah 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 that uh, thing I've learned about my career is that you need to be a self-starter, but you can't get anywhere without a team around you. And you need to know people uh, more deeply than you know yourself to get the best out of them and your team. Team dynamics is key. Without that, productivity drops. And in fact, you can't do anything. I think there is a saying, which is you can, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with a team. And team, you know, life is a team sport. I think a lot of people have said to me, um, you're extremely resilient and extremely driven. And I think resilience has helped me. So probably that. Because mm. I've asked to deal with some awful things, you know, letting some people go out of jobs that were the be all and end up to them closing factories, which in a, in a town where it employed a lot of people, you know, things that um, I haven't enjoyed doing. Mm. And, and not everybody can do that type of thing. Mm. And I think having that core resilience through you, um, helps you helps you through those type of times. Okay, last question. What one thing would you leave in the past? Worrying about what other people think. So, you know, just letting go of the opinion, opinion of others. That's quite liberating, isn't it, when we do that? Mm. Yeah, that's definitely um, one thing that I would absolutely stop worrying about the opinion of others. Mm. You know, as long as you're true to yourself and you are you know, going on the right path. Obviously, if someone's got an opinion about something that you've done really badly that you're ashamed of or that that you know you wish that you hadn't done fair enough but mm. you know sometimes you get so bound by the opinion of others that that you that you kind of make yourself small so mm. I would leave the opinions of others in the past corporate life <laughs> that's the only one I can think of that's a good one though yeah yeah corporate yeah. life I think yeah. If you compare what we think of as corporate life compared to what you've achieved now, it's like they're poles apart, aren't they? They are. And I mean, you know, if there was an opportunity to go into a, a corporate environment where I could fundamentally help change the thought processes around how mm. structure doesn't have to be hierarchy and doesn't have to be management, then I'd probably challenge myself to go and do that. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it's I genuinely at the moment I'm I'm of the opinion that an organisation gets to a certain size and it can no longer function in that way. Mm. But I'd really like to test the theory on it. Mm. I genuinely think that you know large organisations probably could with the right leaders at the helm. Mm. If you know what I mean. But but you know there's as as people most leaders of big corporations have been with those corporations for years and years and years and therefore. They get to their position, having lived through that seniority, I've gone the next rung on the ladder. And so therefore, naturally, their behaviours are that way. Mm. I'd, love, I'd love to see if, if a big corporation could really change it, its ways of working. Um, 
yeah that'd be interesting but I definitely leave corporate life as it was well behind me I guess it goes back to it's going to be okay yeah some of the immaturity that you have around yeah just 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 not knowing certain things I guess yeah I guess just now I have more of an understanding of myself I have more of an understanding of people how they work what they want from things I think when you are younger you are very hard charging and you are very focused on just getting to the end goal and I, I hope people would say I've got to you know I, I've changed a little bit but I think you know I get as much enjoyment now about helping people bringing people through mm. um, than I just do about absolutely being focused on the prize whether that be financial or, or others so but again I think that probably just comes with a bit of maturity fear <laughs> I was like, it's either going to be fear or perfectionism <laughs> Well, fear, fear is perfectionism is the fear of failure. Exactly. Uh, so fear, um, it doesn't serve me. It will happen. I still have fear, mm. but I'm not going to give it the control it used to have. Mm. Working at that other company. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Yeah, working for companies that are just toxic and just change you. Yes. And doesn't that say it all, actually, if we could, if we just, if the world was just full of amazing companies where we could just go and be awesome and thrive and just be ourselves, gosh, the world would be a different place, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. I used to be a real victim of imposter syndrome. Because you work in an environment where people are insanely clever and then you realise that you're not as clever as them. And then you think, actually, but I bring other things to the team. And I have colleagues that just do things like, how do you, how do you even know that? What? Do you, what? Geniuses. But their people skills are not as good. Where I can say, actually, I do belong in this team. I add a lot of value, like you do, like everyone else does. And as a manager, you think I've got John in there. If, he, if it wasn't for him, I don't know how we, how would, or blah blah blah. Or I've got Rob in here, who's a technical genius, and without him, we'd be in trouble. So, imposter syndrome for me, leave that behind. Regret serves us no purpose. Mm. Great. I've never had that. Never suggested regret before. So that's a really interesting one and a really, really good one. Mm. yeah because it's like you shouldn't regret anything everything's learning isn't it and that's one thing I used to go oh I didn't do that right oh I got that wrong I used to stress over everything and like you know oh I can't give it to I'll, I'll say no to doing things because mm. I didn't have the confidence to, to, mm. you know to do a talk or whatever I mean I could never in in all my years of working in the corporate world I only ever did two stand-up presentations couldn't do them Mm. and now all over it <laughs> well I built my confidence actually through zoom mm. and then the other week I had to go last Friday I went to give a oh yes because you hadn't prepared it when I spoke to you last week <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I'd gone to give a presentation um and I walked in the room and I was like yeah I'm standing up at the front it just didn't even register on my radar Mm. Just like, right just get into it just I don't know it just seems like mm. it's sailed away and I think Brilliant. 
one of them, isn't it? When you do something enough times, although it's uncomfortable at first, the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. So I was just like, what's going to happen? It's not like I'm going to die. It's not like me, my skirt's going to fall down and I'm going to look like a bit of a, you know, wallow. Um, it'll be love fine. It. Love it, love it. <laughs> I don't know. I've done, again, it might sound horribly self-satisfied and, and I don't think I am a self-satisfied person. So I'm trying to, it's not that I can't, can't think how, what to capture that I would leave, I would leave in the past. And maybe you wouldn't leave anything because actually all of everything that's happened in your past has shaped who you are today. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> i tell you what, I have got this, I've had this thought for a while. Someone says, why aren't you more X or Y? If I was more X or Y, it wouldn't be me. Mm. And broadly, I'm happy with me. I'm not completely happy. Of course I'm not. No one is, and I'm certainly not. But, you know, your, your strengths are the other side of them is the weakness. The, the things in your childhood that have shaped you, um, you say, oh, well, wish that hadn't happened. But actually, that's given you, I'm very, I'm quite good at certain things, which might have been slightly hard won. But if I changed the hard one thing, I wouldn't be good at whatever it is. So uh, I'm I'm slightly um, I'm slightly averse to um, life would be wonderful if. Uh, the one thing I'd leave in the past is regrets. Uh, you can have far too many of them. And the other thing which I find fascinating is this other thing about replaying things in your head because there's a certain number of thoughts you you have, as you know, as a psychologist. You know, at 85 percent of something ridiculous is they tend to be negative, and you tend to do them again and again every day. So I'd like to get rid of most of that negative feedback. But the big one for me is is stop regretting things that you did because by doing those things, you've learned, you've made the mistakes. Feedback and failure is all mixed together. It's all part of the process, and enjoy the process not the end of it, you know, and, you know, meditate earlier. But, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, leaving regrets in the past would be key. I think through what I've done, um, it's meant quite a bit of sacrifice. Mm. So I've moved around the country. Um, so I've, you know, I know a lot of people that have got lifelong friends they went to school with and stuff like that. And I think through what I've done, I've missed out on that. Mm. so maybe yeah. with the benefit of hindsight would it be nice to have some of that it might be quite nice to have some of that so you're going to have to just cram all that fun stuff into when you when you decide your career is finished like as in you don't want to engage that anymore you want to prioritize another stuff is that when you're going to end up doing all your travels and oh i think i think i think so but what i was really getting to here is I've got very few people that have been with me all through my life, if that makes yes. sense. Yeah. Because of relocating. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my father relocated me as a child a few times as well. So mm. it really goes right, right back. Mm. And probably that's where some of the resilience comes from as well. Yes. That's got you, to be. Yeah. You have to learn and adapt and yeah. different people in different ways. Yes. Yeah. Wow, there were so many insights and so much wisdom from my guests that we can use to really reflect on where we as individuals are at now. I think for me, listening to my guests share their thoughts on the advice that they would have given themselves, uh, what they would have changed and what they'd like businesses to be doing in the future is a real opportunity to press pause and think about these questions myself. 
And I'd really encourage you to do the same and to consider what do you need to let go of and what do you need to develop? It's also interesting hearing my guests unpick terms such as resilience and competitiveness. And I'd urge you to think about how you understand those words that we use and we hear so often. How do they fit with your values or have you lost sight of those? And how do you live those values? Who do you surround yourself with to support the life that you want? And I loved Dan's quote, life is a team sport. I wonder if some of us might do team reshuffle. So what is the one thing that you will take from these ideas that you've heard today to shape how you live your day to day, what you experience, how you want to show up? So listen more to what these guests had to say in their own episodes listed in the order that they appear here on my podcast. And don't forget to join me next week when I'll be continuing the conversations that make a real difference to companies and their people by getting the whole experience right. Bye for now.